Hello and welcome to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and here we uh, discuss uh, principles of the gospel, particularly in connection with Come Follow Me, which we'll be continuing today. Um, th these are my views, obviously, uh, and not the views of uh, the church or anyone else. Uh, and if you want to follow along with the, with the discussion or join in with the discussion, we have a Facebook group uh, called Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. We'd love to hear from you there and hear what you've been studying this week in connection with um, Isaiah. So yesterday we had a look at preparing to study Isaiah and how we can better understand those teachings. But we're not just diving in yet. I think the Come Follow Me manual is just eking out anything else we can study before we dive right into Isaiah. Uh, so we're looking at Nephi's words about why he chose to um, put these words of Isaiah in. And there's some really interesting things that come out from this, actually. So we're looking at um, February the 17th to February the 23rd, 2nd Nephi, chapters 11 to 25, We Rejoice in Christ. And we're looking at the section covering 2nd Nephi 11, 2 to 8, and 25, verses 19 to 29, which says, The right way is to believe in Christ. Um, I've heard it mentioned a couple of times now on various other podcasts, uh, particularly Meridian Magazine, where they show, uh, shared the example, the instance of where one of a, a, a member, an early member of the church, uh, in, around when the restoration began, um, was hit by a, a bullet uh, in his in his you know in his chest area, falls to the ground, and it's discovered that he's actually saved because he has a pocketbook of Mormon uh, in his pocket obviously. And um, it's found that the bullet went right through the book up until the, the middle of the Isaiah chapters. And it's joked that even a speeding bullet can't get through the uh, the chapters of Isaiah in the Book of Mormon. Um, but it's interesting because Nephi has picked these, these words for a purpose. And I think that we very often just kind of ignore the fact that Nephi feels clearly strongly about these words being in here. And not only Nephi, but don't forget that Mormon, uh, you know, edited and abridged uh, this Book of Mormon, and he put the small plates of Nephi in there, and he decided to keep the books of Isaiah in there for a specific purpose. We also need to remember that Moroni also reviewed the contents of the Book of Mormon, and again, kept the Isaiah chapters in there. And then the prophet Joseph Smith was translating these these plates, and these words of Isaiah again were kept in, as was all the all the record that he uh, translated. So it's gone through a number of people as well, and they are still there. Clearly, there is an importance to them. In Second Nephi chapter eleven, verses two to three, it says, "And now I Nephi write more of the words of Isaiah, for my soul delighteth in his words. For I will liken his words unto my people, and I will send them forth unto all my children. For he verily saw my redeemer." even as I have seen him. And my brother Jacob has also seen him, as I have seen him. Wherefore, I will send their words forth unto my children to prove unto them that my words are true. Wherefore, by the words of three, God hath said, I will establish my word. Nevertheless, God sendeth more witnesses, and he proveth all his words. This is a, an interesting insight into why Nephi has decided uh, to include the words of Isaiah. There's a few things that come out for me. First of all, uh, that, you know, Nephi um, puts in a lot of Isaiah. If you put, if you count the number of verses there is in the book of Isaiah that we, that we have as it is, um, and then the number of verses that we have it that are quoted here from this point forward in 2 Nephi, it's actually 32% of it. It's a huge amount. Uh, so clearly he feels strongly that this is an important book. Don't forget that this, 
Book of Mormon was written on brass plate or golden plates. It wasn't as if it was printed easily um, and just copied and pasted as we might do today, but he had to write this out word by word. Uh, and so it indicates a, a great deal, deal of care and attention was given to this. Also, in Third Nephi, chapter 23, verse 1, the Savior himself recommends the words of Isaiah. In fact, I think, and it was mentioned that I think, uh, I think it was um, on the Interpreter podcast, that actually Isaiah is the only prophet within the scriptures that is recommended by, by the individual's writing to actually study. Obviously, Nephi recommends the words of Isaiah quite explicitly, and the Savior in 3 Nephi 23 recommends the words of Isaiah as well to study. And I think, I mean, obviously we know of other prophets that are mentioned by name, such as Moses and Joseph Smith, as, as we have learned recently, but Isaiah is the only prophet that I think is recommended that we actually study, uh, which is obviously an important out, uh, principle. But also in verse 3, uh, Nephi calls on the, the law of the three witnesses as mentioned in Deuteronomy. And so he's using his own witness as he has seen the Savior, Jacob's witness as he has seen the Savior, and also Isaiah's witness as he has seen his Lord as well. Uh, and so that's an important principle as well, that this is all focusing on and testifying of Jesus Christ. And in fact, when we go to um, uh, 2 Nephi 11 verse 4, there is further. He says, Behold, my soul delighteth in proving in unto my people the truth of the coming of Christ. For for this end hath the law of Moses been given, and all things which have been given of God from the beginning of the world unto man are the typifying of him. Um, the whole purpose of Nephi sharing this is to, again, bring people to the Savior, to believe in Christ. Uh, Bruce R. McConkie said this, If we had sufficient insight, we would see in every gospel ordinance, in every rite that is part of revealed religion, in every performance commanded of God, in all things deity gives his people something that typifies the eternal ministry of the eternal Christ. It is wholesome and proper to look for similitudes of Christ everywhere and to use them repeatedly in keeping him and his laws uppermost in our minds. Close quote. Everything we teach of, everything we read of, everything we do in this church and with the gospel of Jesus Christ has to and does point back to him, our saviour. Uh, and Isaiah is no different, which is why Nephi loves it so much. Further, uh, it's not just the saviour we need to learn about in these words, but it's also another thing. And we read of this in 2 Nephi 11 verse 5, which says, And also my soul delighteth in the covenants of the Lord, which he hath made unto our fathers. Yea, my soul delighteth in his grace and in his, and his justice and power and mercy in the great and eternal plan of deliverance from death. Um, again, Nephi is taking great joy in being able to know that um, we are able to have covenants made with the Lord. Uh, Elaine L. Jack uh, in a general conference talk said this, quote, we are the covenant people blessed to live on the earth when we can prepare in earnest for the second coming of our Saviour. I pray that we will daily rejoice in being alive now when we can covenant through baptism and in the house of the Lord. She then quotes uh, this verse by Nephi, and then she speaks to the sisters, quote, to be a woman of covenant is a sacred and holy call calling. Our covenant should ennoble us, serving as inspiration and incentive. A deepened understanding of our covenants lifts our vision to the loftier vistas awaiting us. As we are true followers of Jesus Christ, we can become the daughters of God, that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, close quote. 
And of course, this applies to all members who take upon themselves covenants with their saviour, an important part of our gospel living, and one that Isaiah will talk about often as well. When he speaks of covenants made with the fathers, we can liken them to the covenants that are made with us, for they are the same covenants. Um, finally, I want to jump ahead to Second Nephi uh, chapter 25, uh, because there is, again, a great testimony here by Nephi about the Saviour. But there's a couple of verses which we know very well and I want to address. In verse 23, he says, For we labour diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know it that it is by grace that we are saved. After all, we can do. Now, this verse has brought a great deal of discussion and debate and um, criticism uh, from certain uh, Christian uh, individuals. Because, of course, this seems to indicate that we believe that the, the salvation of Christ, his grace, applies to us only after we've done all the work that we can possibly can, indicating that we are saved by our works, they argue. Um, first of all, I mean, I don't know. Okay, so there is a clear message here, okay, that there is some application of um, of the gospel that we need to undertake before we receive the full salvation of the Lord. Um, however, it isn't the fact that we need to keep the commandments and just do everything right that we can. And then the Lord makes up the rest. The rest. The Lord makes up everything. He is our saviour, our redeemer. And actually, when you read the Book of Mormon, um, it's quite clear that this is the message. But there's something interesting that happens when we study this verse along with another verse in the Book of Mormon. Um, it's, and it's linked to a know why. So if you were interested in this and Google um, know why number 371 from Book of Mormon Central or Google Book of Mormon Central and look up the know whys and for, look for number 371. Why does Nephi state we are saved by Christ after all we can do? I'm going to quote from it and share some of my thoughts as well. And I'm going to try and do this quite swiftly because we're reaching 10 minutes already. It says, Jacob had explained that after ye are reconciled unto God, that it is only through in and through the grace of God ye are saved. Uh, which is in 2 Nephi chapter 10 at 24. Uh, apologies, that was uh, 2 Nephi uh, chapter 10 verse 24, if you want to have a look at it. Uh, my uh, recording just cut off there a bit. Uh, so it's uh, these teachings on grace from Jacob and Nephi are worded similarly. The comparable phrases both begin with the preposition after and state it is by the grace of God that people are saved. It is notable that both passages also mention the idea of being recon reconciled to God. However, in Jacob's statement, he strongly emphasizes that it is only through grace that we are saved. The similarity between these passages suggests that Nephi was repeating Jacob's thoughts on God's grace as a closing statement to the Isaiah passages. Furthermore, Benjamin Spagman, an LDS scholar, argued that comparing these two passages implies that Nephi's clause, after all we can do, parallels Jacob's phrase, after, we, after ye are reconciled unto God. This comparison suggests that being reconciled unto God is all we can do. Um, and we can also see this, um, so close quotes on that, we can also see this in other uh, verses within the Book of Mormon uh, as well. We see it as well as in 2 Nephi 10.24, which talks about after ye are reconciled unto God, Mosiah chapter 2 verse 21 talks about just the dependence that we have in our Saviour, that he preserves us every day by day by lending us breath. Um, he also talks about in, in Alma, it talks about in Alma 24.11, how 
since it has been an action, I'm going to read 11 because that's particularly interesting. And now behold, my brethren, since it has been all that we could do, as we were the most lost of all mankind, to repent of all, of all our sins and the many murders which we have committed, and to get God to take them away from our hearts, for it was all we could do to repent sufficiently before God that he would take away our stain. So read with that as well, it indicates that all we can do is repent. Um, once we've done that, that is when the Lord applies this into our lives. Of course, we should keep the commandments, which reduces the number of things we need to repent for. And it also helps us to change and become more like our Saviour. But it is through our Saviour that this salvation comes. After all we can do to be reconciled unto God. Unto God. Uh, and I think that's an important insight, rather than suggesting that, that, that Nephi is saying here that we are the, you know, the champions of our own salvation. Uh, that actually, once we are reconciled to God, he then helps us to to make that difference through or through everything that the Saviour did for us. And of course, in verse 26, we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ, and we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look, may they, they may look for a remission of their sins. Um, this is clearly a Christ-centered gospel, and Isaiah is also Christ-centered. And as we start to dive in from tomorrow, uh, I hope that we'll learn lots from that. Hope you've enjoyed the study session today, and if there's, if there's anything that you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter, or if you email session at gmail.com, I'd love to hear your feedback and comments. And of course, you can share things on our Facebook group. And hopefully, please... Um, Please share the Facebook groups. We start getting more and more members to that. Uh, thanks for everything and thanks for listening. And until we meet again.